0: Hi everybody, this is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments with us to take a look at the book. We want to study God's Word in light of how it fits in to the end-time scenario that seemingly is describing current events happening in our world today. I have a five-hour audio series on CDs that will help you understand the origins of everything that is in existence today. This is entitled, Return to Eden. Where is the Garden of Eden? How does it play into the end-time scenario found in God's prophetic word? Well, this is a five-part series, The Garden of Eden, beginning and end, sin in the garden, sacrifice in the garden, the battle for Jerusalem, which is key to understanding this, and the Messiah's throne room. Right now, we'd like to take a few moments and allow you to hear a portion of the introductory study in this five-hour series, Return to Eden. Once we've done that, I'll tell you how you can get your copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, Return to Eden. Now, let's take a moment and listen to a portion of The Garden of Eden, Beginning and End. Now, let's get to the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden and the Beginning and the End. The Garden of Eden, the Beginning and the End. Go back to Genesis chapter 1, and let's spend a few moments, the time we have left today, Looking at the Garden of Eden. It was an action of deity. I'm going to give you an accurate description of it, and I'm going to show you the attribute of dominion in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 1. If you've got Genesis chapter 1, I just want to read, or you can go with me if you'd like to, to the next book, Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, you might recall, is the giving of the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20 is, there's going to, I'm going to take just one verse out of there, to set the scene for understanding the act of deity that brought into existence the Garden of Eden and the significance of it. In Exodus 20, the giving of the law, and one of the commandments of the Ten Commandments is to Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. He starts here in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Shabbat or the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Verse 11, you ought to underline this. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and he rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And so he sets up in the Ten Commandments. You want to know why the Ten Commandments are not posted in public? It's not because thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's property or his wife. That's not the reason the Ten Commandments is not up. Those are all good. There's only one reason the Ten Commandments are not posted in public places. It's because they claim that God created the heavens and the earth and all that in them is in six days. That's why they're not up. And the public, the government doesn't want to deal with that issue. Because if they put them up in a public school, and then they're teaching the absolute law of evolution, there's a contradiction, and they don't know how to deal with it. That's why they don't put the Ten Commandments up. Notice he says, in six days. And by the way, I'm going to show you the procedure of creation. It's in six days. Six days. Six days. I'm going to show you it's six 24-hour days. That's important. Six days is not eons of time. You know what evolution has to have? Time and chance. Do you hear them reporting almost on a daily basis? Well, we understand now that really uh, 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 this world dates back another 500 million years because they need the time and chance for evolution to be what it's supposed to be, to bring into existence humankind. No, he says here in the Word of God, in six days. Now we know he's talking about days, or otherwise, he's telling the Jewish people, you gotta rest for a thousand years. You work 7, 000, six thousand years and you rest for a thousand. Now that's stupid. In the context, he's saying, I worked six days. I created the heavens and the earth and all that in them is in six days, and I rested the seventh day. I want you to do the same thing. You can work six days. On the seventh day, you rest. He's not talking about 1,000 years. He's not talking about eons of time. He's not talking about hundreds and millions of years. He's talking about six 24-hour days. How do I know that? Well, I simply read the Word of God. Go over to chapter 1 of Genesis now, and let me show you, first of all, the greatest evidence is that he uses a numerical adjective to describe the days. Look over here in verse 5. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Look down here in verse 8. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening, and the morning were the second day. He's using a numerical Adjective describing the day. Go over here to verse 13. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Verse 19. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Verse 23. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 31. And the evening with the morning were the sixth day. He describes six days of creation. And chapter 2 says, and he rests the seventh day day. See, chapter 1 is creation, chapter 2 the special effects of creation, in other words, more detailed information about creation. Now let me show you another reason why I say it was 6 24-hour days. Go back to chapter 1 and verse 5 again. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. By the way, you know why Jews start off their day in the evening? Because of the scriptures, the evening and the morning. And so, thus, they say their day begins at sundown in the evening and concludes at sundown the next evening. And their day follows evening and morning, and evening and daytime. And thus, he sets in motion six 24 hour days by the light being separated from the darkness, or so the darkness being separated from the light. And the light is day, and the darkness is night, and thus he has an evening and a morning. John, in chapter 11, remember John 11, that's when he healed, or he brought back to life Lazarus. That's in 11, and he, he wept there when he saw that Lazarus was dead, 1135, and I think it's verse 8 of chapter 11, or somewhere around there, he says, what are you concerned about? Don't you know the day is 12 hours. And we know the rest of that. And it's 24 hours and an evening and a day, so the night is 12 hours. And so Jesus locks in the time frame. Look what he does here in the fourth day of creation, verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from night and let them be for signs for signs every day and night, every night and day, a sign to us that God created the heavens and the earth. His procedure was to use 24-hour days, six of them, and create all things within those six days. Every single thing. What was his priority? Look at verse 26 of chapter 1. He did have a priority in his creation. Oh, he followed a systematic approach to bringing everything into existence But he had a priority. What was his priority? Verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. Now, in the fifth day, he created the fish and the fowl of the air. In the sixth day, he's going to create all creeping things upon the earth, all cattle. Everything that fits into those categories, he creates. But at the end of the sixth day, he prioritizes his creative act. His priority is to bring into existence in his own image a person, a human who he can have a relationship with. He is going to give that human being that he creates a free will. He's not going to create a robot who will do everything that he is told to do or she is told to do. God wants the love, the fellowship. He's going to have fellowship. We'll see in the garden, he had fellowship. He had a relationship with man and with woman. But his priority was bringing into existence humankind. And so much was it a priority. He did it in his own image. The attributes of God are within our own characteristics. Have you ever heard that uh, your children get their idea of God from the Father? Yeah. Boy, does that put a responsibility on us dads. The understanding of God Don't even have to pick up the book to study the doctrinal truths of God. What's my relationship with my dad? How does my dad act and respond and direct and guide? Because we were created in his image, in an order. In an order. What an awesome responsibility. It lays on us. His priority, braining man, and by the way, his priority was such that when man fell, he was so concerned. He said, son, I've got to bring them back in fellowship with me. There's no other way. I set the system in place. You must go. That's how much I love them. That's the high priority for man that I have created. I will give my own son to bring him back into fellowship with me so that I can be with him eternally. His priority. Procedure, he did it on the sixth day. Priority, he brought man into existence. And everything he did, everything he did was perfect. You've been listening to the first CD in a five-part audio series on CD entitled Return to Eden. This series will help you to understand why there is a battle for Jerusalem. The prophet Zechariah wrote that in the last days Jerusalem would become a cup of trembling and a burdensome stone. That's Zechariah chapter 12 verses 2 and 3. This five-hour CD series, Return to Eden, will help you to understand why the focus of the entire world will be on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem in the last days. If you're interested in getting your copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, Return to Eden, let me give you the number to call. It's 877-674-3298. That's a toll-free number from all across America. Call our staff. They'll be happy to tell you how you can have your own copy on this five-hour audio series on CD entitled Return to Eden. This is one of the most important studies I've ever done. Once again, that number for you to call, it's a toll-free number. Call and make your order of Return to Eden. It's 877-674-3298. And I want to remind you, Jesus Christ is coming, and it could be today. So let's keep looking up until...